Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Our Drunken History. Uh, I want to apologize. We were going to put out one from my uh, the night before my bachelor party. I got married three weeks ago. And uh, I had a bunch of friends in town. And we were going to do a big thing with everybody. And uh, we ended up getting two shithouse to do an episode. I threw up in my kitchen sink. Um, it was just a hot mess. Yeah, we uh we got video of it. We videoed it, and uh, it may have to show up on online as a uh, lost episode one of these days. Yeah, from what I heard, it was ridiculous, but I do not remember. Whenever we get anything our... about that, but I know that we did win trivia. <laughs> that I think that's why we, we got. We did so... bar. We did bar trivia before, and we won. So I think that, we were celebrating a little too hard. With yeah, that. That, that kicked us off a little bit earlier than we <laughs> normally do when we do these and. And I don't get shit face very often. I don't get a good buzz, but I got shit face that night. <laughs> yeah, it is pretty funny. But uh, yeah, when we get our Patreon account all straightened out and stuff, we'll stick that on there as a, as a bonus episode. Yeah, because it'll be new for me too, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like Zach said, we took a few weeks off. Zach got married, but he had to go on his honeymoon and then take a little time off. So we're going to get rolling back into the into the episodes now. And we'll try to get back to... Maybe doing one a week like we were doing. If you guys are interested, Travis, post a wedding photo of, it, of everybody. There we go. Yeah, stick that <laughs> on there. We'll put that on the video so everybody can see it. Yeah. That's good stuff. That was a, it's pretty nice. It was a lovely time. So this week, uh, for, since that got married and we're on that subject, we figured we would go over some drinking traditions for weddings across the globe. So a bunch of different countries have some pretty unique drinking rituals when it comes to weddings. So I figure that might be a good little history subject I'm since we're on that it. subject. Yeah. Since we did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, okay. So just, I guess to kick it off, let's see. So we was talking a few episodes back and you said you had some German heritage. That is correct. So I found a pretty neat German tradition that... Uh, it goes on on the basically the bachelor party night of the before the wedding, and the groomsmen will kidnap the bride and take her to a bar or a club or somewhere, and the groom has to track them down and find them, and then once he finds them all, he's got to buy everybody drinks to get his bride back. <laughs> Sounds like the. Uh... Plot to a bad porno. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I usually fast forward through that part. Yeah. <laughs> like my porn with no plot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would be uh, a group scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I, uh, I have heard that one. Actually, uh, as we said, my family... Came over from Germany between World War One and World War Two, yeah. And uh, yeah, so I, I had heard of that one before. That was a pretty good one. I like that one. That one sounds like it'd be kind of fun, actually. Yeah, it'd be like a a uh, uh, what do you call it? The drew uh... <laughs> a blank. Shit. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. The uh, scavenger hunt. Oh well, yeah, well, for your wife at the end. Yeah, looking for clues. <laughs> yeah, it'd be all right. Have you ever? Uh, do you know what the the hash house harriers are? Uh. Uh-uh. So it's it's similar, but you uh, you get together with a group and they got a guy who they call him the hare. Yeah. And he's got a chalk bag, 
and he gets a, I don't know the the whole details, but he's like a ten minute head start running. Yeah, they call him they call him a, a, a drinking group with a running problem. Oh, okay. So the hair, everybody takes a turn being the hair at some point. Yeah. But the hair gets like a ten minute head start with a chalk bag, and as he's running, he just tosses out chalk on the ground, <laughs> leaving a little trail. And then he goes, he will set out like fake trails, but he'll go in a bar, and the rule you have to try and catch the hair, but you can't catch him in a bar. Ah. But when you go to the bar, you have to drink whatever he's drinking. So <laughs> if he's drinking a beer, he's got a he gets his ten minute head start. He's got to go in. And drink his beer. And you can get there and drink a beer with him. And as soon as he's done, he'll take off. And you got to try and slam your beer to go catch him. <laughs> it's pretty damn cool. They used to do it in Korea. That actually sounds pretty fun, especially if you're in a, like a bar district downtown somewhere where you have oh, yeah. a bunch of walking it's distance a, Yeah, it's, it's a great time. I, di- I did it one time with the guys over in Korea. And it's, I mean, you pee a ton. <laughs> but I pee a ton anyway. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, man, it's, it's a, it's a, it was a good time. That that actually that does sound like a pretty fun game to get with it if you had to. And you go down all he'll like go down like alley and leave a fake chalk trail and it'll like end nowhere and then you'll run back and then it's pretty cool. Heck yeah. Yeah. That's good. Anyway. No, I mean man, yeah. we'll have to try that one day. They have groups all over. Really? They have I am sure just, they have a Facebook page. Yeah, just but, join uh, a, a group. Yeah, they, they have them all over. They call them hashers. No, my luck. I would get with a group, and the hair ends up being some marathon runner, and then he just takes off. <laughs> yeah, I've never caught any. I mean, I did it one time. I was not catching anybody. No, no, I'm, I'm not, not, not known for my distance running. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not known for my distance anything. Yeah, <laughs> I don't go long. Oh man, I'm more of a sprinter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Finish lines right there. Isn't That's it? right. There. <laughs> uh. Well, what other countries have a, a wild oh, okay. tradition? So, this one's kind of funny, kind of gross at the same time, but uh, Ukraine. So, after the wedding, d- during the reception, the bride and groom, you know, like they'll dance or or cutting the cake or whatever yeah. they're doing. The, the goal of the guest at the reception is to try to steal the bride's shoes. So, she picks her foot up off the floor... So they'll run up and try to steal her shoe. She got to shuffle foot. everywhere. Yeah, you got to shuffle everywhere. So if they steal her shoe, then they pass the shoe around and drink shots of vodka out of her shoe. Mm. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So that I don't know if that would. But I saw when I saw that there's actually several traditions about drinking out of shoes. Have you heard? so so I know that like that's like a. a a, a bet loser thing. Yeah. Like, I've heard that, like, in bowling alleys and shit like that, you go to drink out of the shoe if you, you know. Yeah. But, uh, man, I don't, I don't think I would drink out of a shoe. I'm not a, like, I don't, I don't like feet. Yeah. Oh. I'm like, yeah, I don't. I don't. That wouldn't do anything for me. No, fuck no. But when I found this, there, it's not wedding related, but there's a, a bar in Canada that has this, I can't remember what it's called, the, the name, they named this drink. And you either drink it out of a shoe or out of a, like a ice skate or something. But like a hockey skate, man, I bet that would taste bad. Hockey but, players sweat a lot. But they, uh, the drink. I don't know how they even did this, but they have a literal human toe that's in in the drink. It's like preserved and like uh, alcohol. Oh my or something. God. So they they so you drink it with the toe in it. 
and then you dump the toe back in the jar or whatever. That's way worse than tequila with the worm. <laughs> I've done the worm. I wonder if anybody's tried to swallow it. <laughs> I mean, hopefully it's not a pinky toe. <laughs> you gotta get that toe back. Yeah. yeah. I, oh. at, at, at that point in my life, I would become a size queen. Yeah. Give me the biggest toe you got. I don't want to go down the hatch. Yeah. I'll put I'll put a link on the video for that because that was the yeah. The I'm, I'm super curious about that. Yeah. Well, that is disgusting. Yeah. I mean, like an old wrinkled toe that's been in a bunch of mouths. Yeah. That's oh. fucking gross, man. Canadians, what the hell? <laughs> Come on, Letterkenny needs to do an episode on that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Fuck. I used to like Canadian food. I like poutine. Poutine's pretty good. As yeah. long as they ain't got a toe in it. <laughs> yeah. Poutine. I'm sure there's probably some uh, Canadian on that Foot Finder website putting gravy and cheese on her toes. For <laughs> <That's> disgusting. <laughs> God, dang. Yeah, I'm not a foot fetish guy, man. I don't, uh, I've never had that one. Whatever your fetish is, I don't slam it, but... Whatever floats your boat. Toes are not mine. No. Oh, man. Well, sticking with the theme of something that's kind of gross. All right. All right. This started back, I think, in like the Middle Ages, even, in France for weddings. And... Guests would, during the reception, pour whatever they're drinking or even leftover food and dump it. And it started off in a chamber pot. You know a chamber pot? I know what a chamber pot is. Yeah. yeah. I'm aware. I've seen them. So they would set this chamber pot or a toilet or a bedpan, whatever you want to call it, oh, yeah. up like at a table. And guests would just randomly throw shit in the pot. Right? And then at the end, the bridegroom had to drink it. Now, okay, is this <laughs> leftover, like, liquor in their glass, or is this food, or what? Both. Like, they said it would be That's scraps gross, or drinks. Man. Yeah. I think it started off as, like, scraps, but I think now it's kind of evolved into just, like, drinks, and it's just this concoction of... So, there's this bar. I was stationed at Osan Air Base for a year in Korea. Best year of my life. Only remember six months. <laughs> but, uh, all you do over there is party. Osan is just a... It's just a, a, just a fucking year-long rager is all it is. It's a great time. Uh, I would go back in a heartbeat if I was 15 years younger. I could not do it today. Couldn't hang now, no. Oh, it, fuck It no. takes too long to recover now. Yeah, yeah. But uh, there's a bar there called the Whiskey A Go-Go. And uh, they, when they get their bottles down to where there's just a little bit left, they pour them into, they have like, it's like a... Uh, like a big ass carafe. Yeah. And they pour it all in there. And then during like special occasions or whatever, they'll bring that out and you just do the shots. You have no idea what's in there. It's just leftovers. Yeah. But uh I had a buddy who got to be really good friends with the owners and through him I got to be really good friends with the owners. And we went over there for New Year's. Uh and the bar wasn't open yet. But they brought us in and they had all this food set out. Oh. We had all this awesome Korean food. Um and real Korean food is fucking good, man. Like bulgogi. Oh yeah. Is like if you get legit bulgogi, I've only had it in one place in the states that was really good. I'm sure there's more. We live in Arkansas, but uh, it was it was over there. It was phenomenal. Yeah. So we did all that, and then they brought out that uh, that fucking just mix of different liquors, <laughs> and we all started drinking that. And I mean, I got blackout drunk by like 4 p.m. 
Oh, heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, was, yeah, man. Well, I, my buddy Tim, he fell asleep. And it wasn't the first time he done it. He fell asleep on the shitter there at the bar. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. That, that was his bar. He'd fallen asleep on that shitter numerous times. <laughs> but we ended up going back to... Uh, Oh, Cabela's Big Game Hunter, whatever one had come out. And we went back to my dorm room, and we were playing that game on my computer. And he ended up passing out in my computer chair. And I fucking duct taped him to it while he was passed out. Oh, And I drew a big dick on his cheek. And then I pushed him down the hallway into the elevator. And I went back to my room and went to bed. Oh, no. And I woke up the next morning. And I was like, where's my chair? Oh shit, Tim! <laughs> so I, I went out and I ran down the hall, and he was sitting there, and he was still in that chair, still duct taped to it, with that dick on his face, and he was pissed. And he was like, and he had been riding up and down in that elevator all fucking night while people were coming home from the bars. <laughs> I just left him, there. and no one cut him loose. <laughs> I cut him loose, and he was so mad at me. Oh man! And then he went back to his dorm. He lived in a different building across the street and kind of up a ways. Yeah. And he never got to a mirror. So he never knew his dick was on his face. And then they did a goddamn fire drill. Oh, no. And so he had to go out and everybody in his dorm was... Yeah, he had the fucking dick on his cheek. I felt bad, but it was hilarious. Oh, that is hilarious. Yeah, yeah. We called him Firewater. He was a good dude. Oh, man. Real good dude. He was a good, good sport. Speaking of a dick on your face... <laughs> It's a joke I heard, and they said, "What's worse than passing out and waking up with a dick drawn on your face?" And then you, when you realize it was traced. (laughs) (laughs) Terrible. (laughs) Yeah, Tim's was not. It was was freehand. (laughs) Yeah, man, good time, man. Korea was a great time. Anyway, more, uh, more, more facts. More wedding traditions. More wedding traditions. All right, so here's here's a unique one. It's not this one's actually kind of where we get some of our traditions or American wedding traditions, I guess. And you know, like uh, when you're doing the the drinking out of the glass ceremony and you turn your hands and you yeah, give each other a drink. Just did it three weeks ago. Yeah. So that tradition kind of stemmed off of uh, from Scotland, and they had a cup and it was kind of like a bowl, really, but it had a handle on each side of it, and okay. and it um, and actually it was like a a bowl, if you had a guest from another clan or something in your house, you would drink out of that bowl. Each member of the clan would drink out of that bowl with a handle. And by doing that, it took two people to hold the bowl to drink out of it. So you knew the other person wasn't armed. They couldn't like oh, okay. stab so you while you were... Like a thick. salute. So yeah, it was like yeah. a salute. And then they started doing it in weddings. The bride and groom would both hold the bowl and drink out of it together. That's pretty cool. So that's then awesome. that's how it kind of evolved into what you do now. Hmm. That's pretty cool. It's called a... Quiet, a quiet ceremony, huh? And the quiet is a the bowl or the cup. Man, that when we did it, that old lady that helped us, yeah, because I had no clue what I was doing. She was telling me where to put my hands to cut the cake the right way, <laughs> and uh, the only thing they told me because we our our wedding cake was uh, red velvet on the top, then uh, yellow uh, lemon flavor, yeah, cake. Then white, and then red velvet on the bottom. Okay. And all they told me was, don't cut into the red velvet, because if that gets on her dress, it'll stain. Oh, yeah. And, of course, first thing you I cut it. right into the red velvet, yeah, <laughs> so I felt 
shitty, but that old lady was guiding me through it all. She was awesome, because without her, I wouldn't have known. She was, <laughs> man, she was grabbing my hands and <laughs> for the, for the posing. Yeah, and she was like so good about getting out of the way for the pictures. That's good. She was awesome. I guess you'd probably been there, done that a time or two, helping out. I don't think it was her first rodeo. <laughs> no, it was mine. You know, I'm telling you, it's the last one. I mean, oh was, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get another oh, get a yeah. refill. I got you. What, what flavor you want? No natty. Give me those PBRs. Oh yeah. All right. So, if you're curious about the beer we're drinking tonight, right now we're we're gonna roll right into our next week's episode after this. It's all about cheap beer, so this is a preview for next week's episode, and we've got Natty Light and some PBR, and we got some cheap beer history. We got some good ass beer. <laughs> so, so stay tuned for for next week's episode when we dive into the world of they call it uh, of thrifty beer drinking. They call it sub premium beer, is what they call it. Is the, is the technical word I'm for a, I'm a fan. I grew up on this stuff. <laughs> anyway, to keep on, on topic with this episode, I don't want to drift into the next one just yet. Yeah, so and that's actually one thing we're going to try to do because uh, our last, uh, our Steve Ranella episode, I thought it was great, but it was two and a half hours long. Yeah, man, we got carried away. <laughs> it was good. So I think we're going to try to try to do a little bit better job of sticking to the stuff. Yeah, we want to keep you guys... Uh, entertained and uh, we have a tendency to ramble yeah so we're gonna we're gonna really work on our time management and getting it down to hopefully about one hour episodes so that way you can listen to it on your way to work on your way home get through it yeah and then if we have extra footage or bonus footage we've got our YouTube account uh, our drunken history on YouTube and then uh, click like and subscribe there you go and we're gonna put the clips on there we can put the full episode and then we'll put bonus clips and stuff on there too while we're doing these plugs don't drink and drive yeah you always have a plan make sure you have a either a designated driver or a uh, you get you an uber or yeah or, something or just drinking you your shed at your, your house yeah just drinking your shed That's what i do sleep in your in the recliner when you're done <laughs> nothing, there's nothing wrong with it yeah Oh, by the way, the weather's much nicer now too. Yeah, so we're we're warm tonight. Well, in the springtime now, so yeah. Although this week, like last week, it was almost a hundred degrees, and now it's fifty something out there tonight. So it's it's yeah. cool. Arkansas weather again. It is, it is. Rolling back into more, more facts. So, do you believe in curses? Uh, I believe in karma. karma. I don't know that I believe in a curse. Okay. But so, but I I have to say. That, so we are in a fantasy baseball league, and Trav and I are squaring off this week. He's kicking the shit out of me. Oh, is that is that you that, that I'm playing against? I haven't seen I haven't seen the name. Yeah, okay. he's he's whooping my ass. <laughs> and I will tell you that I think there's a curse on me because every guy I pick up off the waiver wire gets hurt the next fucking day. Ah, man. I got like six guys that are all injured right now. Yeah, one of my pitchers. Uh, Went in for Tommy John this week, so I had to pick up. Oh a yeah, new Chad picture. Green. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That doesn't hurt you, man. Chad Green's having a shitty year. <laughs> Probably why he's having a shitty year. Yeah, that yeah. elbow blew yeah. up. I like I like the Yankees, but Chad Green, get your shit together. Oh man, yeah. So, so like breaking a mirror. You know, you say it's seven years of bad luck to break a mirror or something like that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know that I believe that, but I tried to avoid it just in case. 
So if you're trying to avoid curses, and just in case, or avoid the karma, so if you're in Spain and you're at a wedding, or if you're at an event in Spain where you're going to give a toast. I doubt that will ever happen. Okay. <laughs> but if. But if. Make sure when you give the toast that you have something alcoholic in your cup. Wine, champagne, beer, doesn't matter. Won't be a problem. But if you give an alcohol-free <laughs> toast, an alcohol-free toast will give you seven years of bad sex. <laughs> here, here. Yeah, I'm, I'm all for uh, having alcohol in the cup. <laughs> man. Yeah, so that, that's pretty extreme. I could deal with... That is. Yeah. I don't want seven minutes of bad sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh. More like four bad sex. <laughs> so yeah, that was that, that was pretty unique. I thought that was, that's a good one. Yeah, I had never heard of that. They took that to the extreme there. That's for sure. Seven years is a long time to. Have yeah, it is. Sex. That's a. Maybe that's what Cooper did. Yeah, he gave a toast to the. He gave a toast, and the kid hadn't. Hadn't come out of his room. You don't have a girlfriend. What are oh, yeah. you doing in there? Oh, man. <laughs> I'm like year four. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, uh, that's funny. Yeah. Um, doing some of these, finding out some of these traditions and stuff has been pretty, pretty funny. And, yeah, and that's since pretty we're, cool. And we're on the subject of doing different countries' traditions and stuff around the world. The podcast now, we were... We're available on all the major podcast players, especially uh, Apple Podcasts is big, and we're on Spotify now. So Spotify is one of the number one podcast players out yeah, there now. Yeah, we're graduating. Uh, but because of that, we have been downloaded now in six different countries. And Thank you. Uh, Donka. <laughs> Donka, yeah. Uh, gracias. <laughs> gracias, yeah. And... Um, and good day, mate, because we have some from Australia. Oh no, shit! So, hey. so our our number. So other than the U.S., the U.S. has been our biggest well, so far. Sense, That's yeah. about to make sense. But our second is the U.K. Okay. Uh, and uh, Ireland, and then uh, Germany is coming in at number three for downloads. That's awesome. So and we also have Australia. On That's there. cool, man. We're we're in both hemispheres. Yeah, this worked like out pretty good. So yeah, uh, I, I was I always wanted to go to Australia. Maybe we'll make a trip. Yeah. Maybe we can go to, like, to the Foster's Brewery or something. That oh, would be, be cool. cool. You know, that's still one of my favorite commercials I ever saw. It was the first Foster's commercial I ever saw in the States. It's Australian phobia. Yeah, man. It was the fly, <laughs> and the guy hit it with his shoe, and it's like... <laughs> and they're like, abstract... Uh, what do they call it? Abstract art. <laughs> I was like, yes. That is awesome. That is so cool. Yeah. I remember yeah, some of Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. They just can't make commercials like that anymore either, too. It's hard, man. Uh, yeah. With all the political correctness and all that. You have PETA complaining Dumb. about squishing a fly on, on there for a man, beer you remember when Obama got in trouble for hitting that fly? No. In an know. interview? <laughs> yeah, he hit a fly and PETA went nuts. Oh, I think I remember hearing something about that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, good shot, bro. That's, like, that's great. I hate flies. I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. He, he, uh, he clapped the fly and... Got the, uh, got mad. I'm all for ethical treatment of animals, don't get me wrong, but flies suck. Yeah. I think uh, somebody did a, I think there's some scientific studies out there about act, the actual, if there's any 
use for mosquitoes because there's been some people talking about wanting to find some sort of bioweapon to use on mosquitoes just to eradicate them. And they're like, really the only thing uh, that... Uh, Link in the food chain, but that's got to be about it, right? Yeah, there's a few fish that eat the larvae. Yeah, and then frogs bat, do. And some bats eat the, eat the actual mosquitoes. But other than that, they're trying to find... I killed one in my kitchen sink tonight. And got in the house and... <laughs> No, oh, no, mosquito. Mosquito. Yeah. mosquito. I've never had a bat in the house. <laughs> knock on wood. No, no. Man. I had a mosquito when I was over there washing dishes. And yeah. flew down and I was like, well, fuck you. Oh, this time of year, they're horrible too. The gnats are really bad here yeah. too. Gnats are annoying, but mosquitoes, like, I, yeah. I really hate mosquitoes. But the worst is, is still flies. Like, there's been some years, which this year was kind of cool, but uh, during turkey season here, a lot of times, you're out there in the woods and you just got get swarmed by mosquitoes you can't move and swat them away because the turkeys will see you so i didn't go i was going to go turkey hunting this year and i I didn't get an opportunity um, because we were getting ready for the wedding but uh i have never that would have been my first time ever actually going turkey hunting yeah i uh i usually because in montana they do fall turkey they do spring and they do fall yeah and uh i never have gone the only thing i've ever gone hunting for in the spring was a bear Okay. I, and I, we didn't even see one. I ended up shitting by a tree and going back to the truck. <laughs> there was like four feet of snow. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, they were still, I'm sure they were still in their dens. But uh, I uh, I just, when when I go deer hunting up there, I just throw a shotgun in the truck. And, like, if I see turkeys, I'll go shoot them. Yeah. But I have never in my life actually gone turkey hunting. It's it's fun if you if you if you call them in and you're getting some that are gobble. That's a it's a big adrenaline rush. Yeah, no, it sounds exciting. I yeah. just I just I want to. Yeah, just haven't done it yet. Oh yeah, you don't get the opportunities out here. I have to make it a take this old boy out. Hey, you get you some of the. Uh, those, have you seen the yeah the guillotine ones? Oh, yeah, yeah, those some, are those are insane. Yeah, you get on YouTube and and go and search the gobbler guillotine videos. It's a special broadhead for arrows, and it opens up to about six inches wide, and it'll take a turkey's head clean off. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. They're insane. Yeah, right, but my question is, because how what how does that deflect your arrow flight? Uh, because I'm not I don't like to reset my bow in. I've set mine up for elk. Yeah. Even though I hunt down here as whitetails, I go elk hunt back home. So I set it up for elk, and I don't change a damn thing. So I'm shooting my whitetails down here with a 492 grain arrow. Yeah, I, that's, I mean that's a lot of knockdown power, at least with with. Yeah, I shoot a 125 grain broadhead. Yeah, and like. Well, that's what I usually shoot on mine anyway, even for the whitetails, just because I'd rather have the penetration power. I was yeah, I was reading an article about that about how hunted grain broadheads became so mainstream due to the fact that bow companies were in the race to get faster. Yeah. So actually uh, a 125 is a way better all around broadhead. And yeah. I, and I a hundred percent agree with that. I, that's what I prefer. I mean, I know some, some people, and it just depends on your philosophy. Some people like to go super fast and so they're going to have a light carbon fiber arrow, a light broadhead and try to get as much speed as they can. Yeah. And then there's some that use, like you're talking about, a, a 450 grain setup, heavy shaft arrow, heavy yeah. broadhead. Um, I guess it's one of those things like it, personal preference, really. I just oh, I, absolutely. I won't knock anybody's yeah. personal preference, but mine, man, I like, you know, I, I hunt with rifle. Yeah. I hunt elk with a 338 wind mag, and I 
hunt elk with a well, like here, with a heavy fucking arrow, man. I like a hundred twenty five yeah. grain Montec, and I shoot uh, the uh, well, what the fuck are they called? Uh, full metal jacket arrows, yeah. FMJs. Yeah, I've shot those for two years now. I love them. Well, and like here, uh, black bear season at the same time as deer season yeah. for archery. So I would use a heavier arrow just for the fact that if I if I happen upon a bear, I would have the the knockdown or the penetration. Yeah, it's required for a heavier animal like a bear. Yes, yeah. or a hog. And, or a hog. Yeah, because. That's usually the same, the habitat around here now, you know, you have deer, bear, and hogs all in the same set of woods. So I told you about those hogs that I ran into duck hunting this year, and all I had was my 12-gauge. Yeah. So I'm actually looking forward to going out there for, because on those, where I hunt is a lot, there's a lot of deer. Yeah. So I do want to go out there for deer archery hunt, and I'll drop the fucking hog. Oh, yeah. With that arrow. And... I'm all for pork chops. Heck yeah. Yeah. It's weird to me that you can't get bacon off a wild boar. Well, uh, most of the time, the, the because they're the scavenger and they eat just whatever they find, the fat ends up, because, you know, on a, on a regular commercially raised pig, your fat You're is You're overfeeding them, yeah. Well, the fat is flavor, like, but it's usually from grain or corn or whatever, so it's, it's yeah. a high-quality feed, but... Here, a lot of them eat acorns or hickory nuts or, or dead or shit. Dead shit that, so the fat ends up taking on the flavor profile of just random crap. That well, and things. and it's and because they're so much more muscular, they're not yeah. fed to be a you know. A food yeah, they're animal. not as fatty to be. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. just it's just actually hard to get a bacon layer out of them. That's why those ones that you brought into work, we did the pulled pork. Yeah, they were phenomenal. And that's what I like to do with them. If I want to make sausage, I trim all the fat off of it. And then just buy, uh, you can buy like a big box of bacon trimmings. Yeah. And use that as your fat portion. Yeah. It's that way. I actually keep all my pork fat from like bacon and from sausage oh, yeah. and stuff to do a duck gumbo. Yeah. Do down into a roux for a gumbo. Oh, yeah. And it's, man, it's so, yeah, yeah it's, it's so good. Bacon grease is so versatile. If, if you're a cook or learning to cook, keep your bacon grease. Yeah. You can use it for anything. You know, uh, one thing I want to do. Is bear grease? Yeah, I do. There, um, I know there's people that will, um, they use it on their arrows and stuff to, or their bowstrings to keep them conditioned. And, yeah, and um, or is it use it on like leather boots to waterproof them and stuff? Yeah. There's lots of uses for it. Well, I just know uh, if you get a bear that has eaten like uh, back home, they eat a lot of huckleberries. Yeah, um, blueberries, whatever. They will actually take on that flavor i've heard that so yeah. your 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 meat will have just a slight berry flavor and it is i've i've never shot a bear but yeah. i've eaten bear that other people have shot that has that little just slight hint that'd be pretty kind of yeah. oh it's a it's phenomenal man it's so good yeah yeah and then the fat I, from what i understand also kind of takes that on yeah and I can see uh, that i'm all for that man. heck yeah Use every bit of the animal. That's right. Yep. Well, that way it's not going to waste. Yep. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. Had to sub that. Yeah. So since we're so since we're talking about berries and sweet stuff, so you know mead, honey, mm, yeah, honey beer, honey wine. Yeah. 
Uh, the Vikings drank a lot of. I knew that. A lot of mead. Well, they had some pretty. They kind of regarded mead as like a almost like a spiritual thing with their culture. Uh, like us and Natty Light. Like us and Natty Light. <laughs> they um, they thought it made you uh, more fertile. They thought it was like a uh, not quite an aphrodisiac, but it made you perform better. And they thought it uh, made you because Vikings like to have a lot of kids. Like that was like their thing. They wanted to carry on their. Well, they died a lot. The, yeah, they died a lot. <laughs> they, so they wanted to have a bunch of kids so that way they could have warriors and warrior maidens and stuff. Yeah. The, the Viking women fought alongside the, the men. That's, that's, that's awesome. That's freaking cool. That's, that's great. Um, so, yeah, they wanted to pass on their lineage. So so one of the traditions, if you, the honeymoon, everybody gets married, celebrates the honeymoon. Well, that, it's a lovely time. That originated with the Vikings. Yeah. So for a Viking wedding, all your guests would bring mead, and they would give it to the bride and groom as wedding gifts. And the goal was was to... Provide the bride and groom with enough mead to last them a full moon cycle a month. Okay. 28 days, like you know how the moon honey does its... Moon. The honey sense. moon. Honey mead, honey wine for a moon cycle, the honeymoon. So that way they could just drink and fuck and have babies for uh, for the first month they were married. Man, <laughs> where can one buy mead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, I, I, there's, I've seen a few... Uh, recipes online that's one thing i've wanted to try to do i've made homemade wine before we did it it in afghanistan (laughs) yeah me me and my buddy brian uh yeah we made some in our lockers and then uh oh god i can't remember what it was called but uh bsn the workout pre-workout oh yeah you know they made no explode and all that but uh they made a a pre-workout energy drink that came in like a, a 16 ounce bottle and we used to pour our wine in that and then sit out in front of our, we were in those fucking yeah. four man tents. We'd sit out there and drink that and read magazines and get shit faced. <laughs> and our, all, everybody we work with would be like, You're going to drink that shit then go to bed? That pre workout? Like, yeah, that's how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> we're drinking that shitty homemade wine. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heck yeah, yeah. We ordered uh, some homemade wine kits that had them shipped out there that had like the, the corks and the bubbles. Yeah, that's stuff. the same shit we got. Yeah. yeah. We go to the chow hall and get the big jugs of uh, like grape yeah, juice concentrate. Yeah, the same thing. <laughs> oh yeah. We were there at the same time too. We were probably both. Yeah, I bet we were both doing the same thing at the same time. Yeah. Huh, birds of a feather. <laughs> uh, of course, we were good law-abiding citizens. We wouldn't. We didn't break the rules. We didn't break the rules. Not a rule breaker at all. Uh, no, I, uh, I, I have. Uh, thought about like trying to make my own yeah yeah i, I want to try to make beer and i want to try to make cider i, I, I like yeah. a good apple cider or a good pear cider when i was in england i drank a lot of cider over there that that's a big thing I, i've never had pear cider but i'm i like apple cider yeah it's nice in the fall yeah it's a especially a because some of the ciders here are just like are artificially flavored and yeah. it's just a generic they call it a flavored malt beverage whatever that means but no, you get some of the English or Irish, uh, the real deal, shit. real deal German ciders. You know where they actually yeah. were real apples, real pears. They actually have some other flavors too. But I, I did have some honey mead or mead there too. Can so you get a boner. Yeah. <laughs> I did. I got one right now. <laughs> Just thinking about it. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> oh shit. Um, 
<laughs> but yeah, uh, no, it, something I've been wanting to try. Just yeah, to, I, yeah, that'd be cool, man. Yeah, we have to. So I, I know. Uh, have I told you about the Hooterites? Uh. Uh-uh, so, so back in Montana, they're in Montana, Saskatchewan, Alberta, Minnesota. I think both Dakotas. I think I, th- in, I think that maybe Minnesota. I can't remember. They're they're in they're in that general area though. Yeah, and they're uh, they're very similar to like Amish or like Jesuit. Oh, okay, but they're their own thing. They're not yeah. related to them at all. They're not. They're their own entity. Yeah, but they're uh, they're similar in that they you know they they dress similar. They speak German. Okay, they uh, they make their own clothes. They're cool. I mean, yeah. But uh, my my grandma and they they live on colonies. Um, but my grandma had some friends who were they're they're named after uh, I believe the guy's name was John Hutter. Okay. And he came over. I'm sure it was from Germany. Um, I don't know what year. Yeah. 1800s. But they came over and and he started the colonies and and there's uh, they're they're great. They they're uh, they're man. You know, talking about some awesome eggs. Uh, they're just like phenomenal farmers. Yeah, they do. They do. They do like all the traditional techniques and stuff. Like so the I, I don't, I don't or... think they're as strict as the Amish are on the, on the, on that. Like they're, yeah. they're not like anti-technology. Like they have iPads and stuff. Oh, okay. But like it's, I believe it's a communal. Like you don't own an iPad. We own an iPad. Oh, okay, yeah. But uh, anyway, they uh, they make their own wine. Okay. And my grandma was pretty good buddies with a lot of them up in Montana, so she would barter. Okay, yeah. And she would give me wine when I would come home. It was great. Oh, heck yeah. Dandelion wine. Dandelion wine. I've heard I of dandelion wine. shit out of that. Okay. That shit was good. They do they do other stuff, but I like the dandelion wine. It was my favorite. I did have a... Uh, they called it a honey wine. When I was in <laughs> Ethiopia, I went and visited this tribe in the mountains uh the, that is so cool. The Dorze tribe, I think is what they're called, the Dorze, Dorze, but um, they, uh, we had like, we went and visited them, kind of saw how they lived and stuff. They live, you don't think Ethiopia, you think of like the lowlands and like real hot. Well, I've, I've been through there, so and, I, I kind of know yeah, that it's not the uh, most people's typical idea of it yeah there, it, there's some mountains and that's and that's where the, they lived in the mountains and it was um their village was at like 8500 feet yeah and um so this is you know six degrees off the equator so it's it's hot in the, in the normal valleys and stuff but there. up up in the mountains it's nice weather it's cool it, it was it's, great yeah it was uh they call it the it's not quite a rainforest. I think it's like they call it a cloud forest type thing. So yeah. they, it's still night. It's moist all the time. Yeah. But they have the, the it looks like a jungle there. You but know, it's you go cooler, from savanna it's up to the jungle. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's like, you know, 70 degrees and is a hot day. Yeah. They were the, um, that tribe was one of the last tribes the, that was allowed to hunt cheetahs. And, and uh, I didn't even know you couldn't hunt cheetahs. Well, they're, they well, they were endangered. I don't know if they still are or not. But uh, they basically had an exemption because that was part of their culture. Yeah. They used them for ceremonies like this. They would wear the skins, like they had the hoods and the skins, and they would do like the dances and stuff. Yeah. So it's part of they were they were like one of the last people that were allowed to still hunt That's cheetahs. True. But I think they still had to hunt them with like a spear and a bow or whatever, like they did. 
traditionally. I mean, if you're gonna do it, do it hard. Yeah. <laughs> but they, uh, we, uh, they made honey wine. They had beehives and stuff, and they would, or they collected wild honey, and they made. But it was. They asked us if we wanted some of this wine, and we're like, heck yeah. So. They said, all right, we'll go grab this wine. They all just handed us like a random jar to drink <laughs> a it. Like, bladder full of wine. They come out with a gas can, like a metal <laughs> gas can. <laughs> like, oh you know, when I go to the old gas cans from like the 50s or yeah. it, it was like the round, it had like flip up top. And <laughs> My dad has one in his garage right now. I know exactly what you're talking about. It was like yeah. dented and all the paint was peeled off of <laughs> yeah, it. I think that, that's what my dad has, yeah. <laughs> so they pull this gas can out and they pour this like yellow liquid into these cups and pass them all around for everybody. And now we're thinking, crap, I don't want to not drink this because I don't want to offend this tribe that might kill me and eat me. <laughs> yeah. But how, how was it? It was actually pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> I had two glasses of it. Come back for seconds. So oh, that's it, awesome. It was pretty strong. Uh, it was it was pretty good. It was. It's it's funny to me bringing up the cheetah thing, how us Westerners have this view of like where animals are in the world. Yeah. And you don't realize how widespread like oh. cheetahs are. Like there were cheetahs in Iran and Iraq. Yeah. And nobody knows that. Yeah, well, even like in uh, some of the tombs of the pharaohs up in Egypt, they, they had cheetah skins and, and mummified cheetahs. Yeah, in, and in people think tombs. that cheetahs just live like in this one little... No, man, they were widespread yeah. as shit. There was, pre-Ice Age, a North American cheetah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. There I knew was they had North big Am- cats. Yeah, here, there, was a, there was a North American cheetah, North American lions. I knew about the that lions. came across the Bering Land Bridge and yeah. came down... Yeah. Yeah, man, there was, yeah, uh, that's why pronghorn antelope are so fucking fast, because they came up in the time yeah. of the North American cheetah, and then they survived the Ice Age, where the cheetah did not. Oh, okay. Yeah, because uh, you had, and then you had the saber-toothed cats that were yeah. in the western United States and stuff, and then... Uh, and, well, even even you look at, like, today's mountain lions and stuff, yeah. they're, they're a kick off of the prehistoric cats that were in North America, and now... I believe, and I, I'm not 100% sure of this, but I think a mountain lion is the most widespread animal in the world. Yeah. Uh, if you look at a, um, a chart, we can even find a picture of this and put it up on the, on the video. Um, the North American uh, mountain lion, it, and it has a few different offshoots. Yeah, there's uh, su- subspecies. Subspecies, but it's all really the same cat. They can all interbreed. They're all yeah. the same uh, They go all the way from... Like Tierra del Fuego, the bottom of South America, up to almost Alaska. Yeah, and then and then all the way from the west to east coast too. Yeah. So from California, all the varied all, climates that they can yeah. live in. Because you have the uh, that's how the, the Carolina Panthers uh, football team. That's how right. they have Florida the, Panthers. Yeah. Hockey. Yep. But yeah, they they have them all the way down to the very southern tip of South America. Yeah. Uh, you know, through all the rainforests, through everything, you know, and you don't even hear about them when you. Watch shows about the Amazon. No. They're there. Yeah. And that's what the uh, the jaguar. Not even, it's not a jaguar. Jaguars are in Africa. It's a... Leopard. It's a, oh, it is jaguars. Yeah, jag, yeah, jaguars. Leopards are, yeah, leopards are Africa. Yeah. Jaguars are... And that's, that's the same thing. It's a, it's they have a them up into Arizona, man. Yeah. They, they, they got a couple that live up in Arizona that are native. You know, that's where they're from. Yeah. And it's all just the same subspecies off of mountain lions. I do wonder about stuff like that. Um, when you think about, like, historic habitat of animals. Yeah. 
how many there are that like aren't there. Like we were talking about the bears the other day. Yeah. But you you look at like uh, jaguars were up into Texas. I'm sure there's still some. Yeah, I think that, in there. I think there is. I mean, because they're just they're so elusive anyway to begin with. They're yeah. they're a solitary animal. They usually only come together during the mating season, and then they go about their separate ways after yeah, that. Yeah, like you're so, not going to see them. You can yeah. walk right by them. They have great camouflage. Yeah. They, they're stealthy hunters. And, yeah. And they, Trail cams are like the best way to catch any of that stuff. Yeah. And that's really here in Arkansas because for the longest, the game and fish would deny that, that mountain lions even existed in Arkansas. They say the same about wolves. And yeah. I've heard people say that they're – because red wolves are native to here. Yeah. And they're an endangered species. I know that, but – there's some yeah, it, pretty it, far off places here in Arkansas. And this year alone, I know of six different people that have confirmed pictures of mountain lions on their trail cams. No shit. And um, so well, we don't, I don't live like far out of town, but I'm far enough out of town. I found a cat print and I know what a dog and a cat print looks like. Yeah. You know? And it was big and it was right out here by the barn. In, oh, yeah. In my mud. Yeah, and I mean, it was like... A big... Yeah, it's bigger than probably a bobcat even, too. Yeah, Because bobcats man. are everywhere around here, too. But. Yeah, I've seen several bobcats, but I mean, where I grew up, we have both. Yeah. And it was definitely not a bobcat print, unless it was like a 110-pound bobcat. <laughs> <laughs> That's a big, big bobcat. Big bastard. Yeah. Big old bobcat. I, speaking of bobcats, we saw one on the, uh, on the, the honeymoon. We haven't really done our honeymoon yet. We did our... Uh, we did a week after the wedding where we stayed in a cabin up in the Ozarks, which was awesome. Great to get away from everybody for a while and have our own yeah have our honeymoon time yeah honeymoon time. But uh, no, we uh, the cabin we stayed in overlooked Table Rock Lake, and uh, the one day out there, I was just I happened to be looking out the window and a bobcat came through the yard. That's it was pretty really cool. cool. Yeah, and I tried to get Keisha. To come and look at it by the time she got over there, it was gone. So she still has yet to see one. Oh. But it was pretty neat. I hadn't seen one in several years. <laughs> in the middle of the day, too. Oh, man. Yeah. Which was, yeah, it was it was really cool. Really neat. He was running down to the water. I saw a video online of, I think it was in Colorado. These people get up to go make their coffee in the morning, and the dog is sitting there with like his face pressed up against the glass door. And there's a big-ass mountain lion on the other side of the glass on the porch, yeah. and like them and, are, them and the dog are staring at each other through the glass. So I've, I've seen one mountain lion in my life. Not in the zoo. Yeah. One, one in the wild. And I was on my way up uh, to Missoula, Montana, from Vegas to go hang out with my cousin. And uh, on the drive up between Salmon, Idaho and Missoula, it was like 2 in the morning. The road was like hockey rink, glass, ice. Uh, it was just... Like, the driving conditions were fucking awful. Yeah. And between Salmon, Idaho, and Missoula, I bet you I saw 2,500 elk crossing the road. Like, every 100 feet, I was slamming on my brakes to not hit these elk. But on that night, uh, it was cool. I I had just come around this corner, and there was a cow, elk, and two calves. And I just stopped and put my headlights on them. Fucking, there's no one else on that road. Yeah. And I had my high beams on, and I saw the cattails move back behind them. So I just let off my brake and, like, eased forward yeah. and turned, and there was a mountain lion chasing those calves. Oh, man. It was, and it was, like, February. So, it was in the full winter coat. Oh, dude, it was gorgeous. Oh, yeah. That's the only mountain lion I've ever seen. I've seen, I've seen 
I won't say several, but quite a few bobcats. Um, but the one time we were on a field trip up there and uh, from school, and we went down to this place. It's called uh, Norm Schoenthal Island. It's uh, it's it's basically in Billings, but it's it's right along the Yellowstone River. And uh, we were high as shit. <laughs> we had uh, we had smoked a bunch of weed out uh, on the way to the field trip, and uh, I was talking to my teacher. And I can't remember his last name. We just called him Rusty. Good dude. But uh, he, he knew we were fucking hot. <laughs> but uh, we were walking along the river, and this pheasant flew up. And then this bobcat jumped out to grab this pheasant. And this was like two feet to my right. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> about shit my fucking oh, man. pants. <laughs> he, he was trying to get a dinner. <laughs> yeah, man. And it was scary as hell, man. Oh, the bobcat jumped up and like... You know, almost clawed my face. <laughs> Probably scared him too. Oh hell yeah, it did. Yeah, not a good thing when you're baked. Oh man. <laughs> Think it, at that point you're probably thinking it's a bear. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I was. Well, you know what's funny about like a month later they caught a bear out on the island. Oh wow. Yeah, I gotta go pee. All right. How you liking that chair? Is it, is, it like grow, it. is it growing on you? It's growing on me, but yeah, like I was saying before. It, I'm not a small guy, so it kind of makes me nervous when I sit down in it. I'm afraid I'm going to break it. Yeah, it's, but it's, it's been hanging on for the long haul. That's held many a fat man. <laughs> <laughs> but I like it. I like the whole 70s vibe. Yeah, it. man. It's, it's a great chair. Anyway. Oh, yeah. So, we got a couple more facts to get to in this this episode. I think this new format will work out pretty good. But yeah, uh, so, Greece. Have you ever been to Greece? I have not. That is one of the, one of the, I've never really been to the Mediterranean. See, I, I haven't either. I, I've, Greece is on my bucket list. Yeah, I've, I've flown through the airport in Rome. Oh, okay. And, uh. So I've yeah. never been through Italy either. That's, 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 the, that's the closest I've ever been. Yeah, yeah cause, cause to me, I'm just. I mean, that's how we got a history podcast. I mean, I'm a his- huge history buff, yeah. and I, the, the ancient architecture and stuff, I want to see. Yeah, man, my, my aunt and uncle did their, their honeymoon to Greece. They went to yeah. Acropolis. And, oh, that's cool. Yeah, man, they, they had it good. I, okay. uh, there's, a, there's a funny story behind that. So my aunt and uncle, are, they're great. They're, they're just awesome people. They live out in Spokane. And uh, they... Uh, when my dad was a kid, he collected baseball cards, like yeah. many people do, and he had a whole bunch of Mickey Mantle rookies and like cards that are worth a fucking ton of money now. Yeah, and they're like no one knows where they ended up. Oh man! And every family has that story, right? Yeah. But uh, that's the so uh, the 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 thought was that they were in my grandpa's attic, and Mel. My uncle was the first one to go up there and look for him. Oh, man. So, uh, that's like the running joke. He found them and didn't tell anybody. <laughs> so, they go, they do go on some cool vacations, and they've earned it, man. They they put in their work. They saved up money. Yeah. And they go on some really good vacations. That's the, that's the standard joke. Oh, they... They sold another baseball card. They're going to Greece. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Mickey Mantle paid for that vacation. Yeah, that's right. Ugh. That's that's the standard joke with the, <coughs> with the whole family, and then they're they're in on it. You know. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. funny. Anyway, <laughs> Greece, Greece. So this is a 
a tradition that only happens at weddings. They say it's popular at bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. Uh, it's a drinking game, and it's called the Koopa. The Koopa. Koopa. Okay. And basically, you're at a party, and you just you sh- call out somebody, or you shout out somebody, and when you call them out, they have to stand up and drink their drink or whatever they're drinking, and then kiss the bottom of the glass for good luck. So then, then after they do they that, they have to drink the whole thing. Like they have to drink, slam it. They have to drink the whole thing, and then kiss regardless the, of what it is, whatever whatever it is, yeah. All right, and then. Then it's their turn, and then they get to call somebody else out later. They can either call somebody else out right then, or they can wait. And then, it's all right, whoever's that, it's you. And then you have to stand up and so drink your drink. and just slam it. <laughs> yep. Man, that could get ugly. Yeah. <laughs> have, you, have you ever had ouzo? That's their, That's one of the things. It's like a, uh, a Greek liquor. I don't know if it's a... No, I don't think I've ever I don't know had. what it technically is. It's like its own thing. Okay. Uh, it's not very good. They will get you fucking liquored up quick. <laughs> it's yeah. There's some I, of those, I, yeah. That's like the only Greek drink I've ever had. There, um, I know there's some of those drinks like a uh, uh, in Spain, uh, sangria. Uh, the that that stuff will hit you hard too. If it's yeah, hard. I had some buddies that went TDY to Rota. Yeah, and uh, they brought back a whole shitload of sangria. And it, it so, tastes good, but it, it'll get you fucked up yeah, too. Yeah, and that's it's it's deceiving. Yeah, which there's recipes that you can make it where it's not as strong, but yeah, yeah, yeah. They brought back like legit Spanish yeah. sangria. Oh yeah, and it was. It's good. They brought in these big ass fucking bottles. <laughs> yeah, that's always good to sit by the pool and, and drink some sangrias. Yeah, we sat we sat around the card table and <laughs> drank it at, the, yeah. at my old house. So, okay, this we'll get to our final fact of the evening. And this one's not necessarily a, it's not a drinking game or a drink, actually nothing to do with drinking, but it's a unique tradition I thought was funny. And it comes from Korea. And I think you'd appreciate it, and I would appreciate it because it has to do with trivia. Oh, good. <laughs> okay. So, I'm, I'm going to butcher this these words. Uh, the, the falaka? Or the bastinado. I have no idea if I mean saying that right. Ceremony. These are both ceremonies. In South Korea. Is the groom's friend and family hold him down and whip the bottoms of his feet with a stick or dried fish. I don't know where this dried fish comes from. They whip the bottom of his feet. Well, Korea has it. You eat a lot of fish there. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes you can't find a stick. <laughs> yeah. so, so they hold you down and beat the bottom of your feet with a stick. And while they're doing that, they ask you trivia questions while they're doing it. Really? <laughs> and it says it's supposed to prom- test your strength and promote your uh, your strength in your memory. <laughs> well, then. So uh, if you're going to get married in Korea, you're going to get beaten with a dead fish and ask trivia questions. I never made it to a Korean wedding. Now I wish I would have. <laughs> That'd be fun to see, I think. Yeah. Oh, man. We, yeah. Cra- we crashed a guy's birthday party in Korea one time. I did actually go back to Ethiopia. I went to an Ethiopian wedding. That was pretty neat. Really? But yeah, they're uh, they're Orthodox. I think it's Greek Orthodox is their main uh, religion. Really? There. And, uh, but yeah, went there and... What is that? Catholicism. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, pretty, it's pretty similar to is Catholicism. It? You've been to a Catholic wedding? I've not. I've heard that's unique too. Take for goddamn ever. <laughs> My wedding was quick. We were like twenty minutes in, oh, yeah. and like 
It's an event. And we did we did the sand ceremony. Like we even added a couple things. It was Yeah. It still took a minute. Yeah, there's uh there's some that take I was reading up on some of this. I can't remember where some of them are, but yeah, there's some ceremonies. I catch a lot of shit because I cried at the wedding. It's it's a beautiful moment. It's it's caught me off guard. She looked great. Yeah. You should tear up for your bride. It's an emotional moment. Yeah, it is. She came in, I cried. There's nothing wrong with that. Wasn't the, wasn't the first time, but it was the first time for a good reason. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, was, it was great. Yeah, I did. I caught, I caught a little. I guess my buddies that I was in the Air Force with had a bet on whether or not I'd cry. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So who won? Kramer. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, he got it right. Oh. Everybody else said I wouldn't. Well, I mean, yeah. That's good, though. The the best friend got it right. <laughs> yeah, he was, yeah, he got me good. Yeah. Oh. Oh, you bricked that one. Yeah, that was a bad shot there. All right. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty good. It's pretty interesting finding some of these. Uh, Traditions and, and games and stuff that other cultures celebrate. Um, oh, yeah. We, uh, yeah. sorry. Because really, if you look at some of these different things, most of the stuff we do isn't unique. It's actually derived from a lot of these. Well, other... we're, we are the melting pot yeah. of the world. I mean, you think about it, the Native Americans were the only ones who, yeah, like, we're here for a long period of time. Yeah, exactly. So and we've when, kind of brought on some of these traditions from yeah, all these we, other cultures and Yeah, and then and you just you just figure that the rest of the world populated the US. So they brought their own thing and then so many places, you know, in New York especially. Yeah. Uh there's so many different cultures in such a small area. That they carried a lot of that ancient, you know, they're not ancient, but yeah. their their own traditions forward, and, yeah. And the rest of us just kind of bastardized it and adopted it and and made our own thing, yeah. But yeah, it's a lot of lot of a lot of what we do goes back to, you know, has has roots in so many other cultures, yeah. And I think that's what makes I think that's what makes America great, though, too, because there's so much of this stuff that we... Our diversity. Yeah, our diversity. And our, our diversity tradition. should unite us, everybody. Yeah, exactly. You know, that, that stuff should what bring us together, not tear people apart. There's always yeah. a lot of people trying to separate us when we actually have a lot more in common than what we have differences. Absolutely. And usually I don't think the differences are so great that it should cause the animosity. I enjoy does. learning about other people's cultures. Yeah. And... Yeah, that, that's it. Because Broaden your horizons a little bit. You know, yeah. If you got such a narrow scope, you know, it's like looking through a fucking straw. Yeah, exactly. Trying to see what's out there. You can see shit. Yeah, that's right. So I think there's a there, there's always something you can learn from somebody else and learn from their culture. So yeah, it's a don't be so fucking closed minded. That's right. Have have an open mind. Have an open heart. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, man. yeah that was <laughs> shit. That's 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 my insightfulness for the, for this I episode. I like that. That put a <laughs> smile on my face. That was great. That made me feel good. So, since we're still on the wedding subject, I figure we can close it out with a, a, actually something I learned this week. And uh, it was a, a story I heard about Genghis Khan's daughter. Okay. okay. Well, she was due to get married. And usually, traditionally, back then especially, the dad just picked the, the husband for the daughter, for the bride or whatever. Yeah. And, uh, 
It was an arranged marriage and stuff like that. Well, evidently, Genghis Khan's daughter was a pretty badass warrior herself. And, uh... Fitting. Fitting, yeah. So she basically told her dad, she said, I don't want you to pick my groom. I want my groom to be picked by combat. And not only just picked by combat, he's going to fight me, the daughter. So whoever can kick her ass. Whoever can beat her. So that was the deal. She said... Uh, when you get a girl saying that, man, I'd be scared. Evidently, she was a badass. And uh, so it was hand-to-hand combat. And if the the man could beat her, he would earn her hand in marriage. So all these warrior princes or whatever they were called, would uh, so they would have to pay an entry fee. And the entry fee was 100 horses. That's the, a lot of horses. It is, but which the the Mongols back then that was they they were known for their yeah, mountain yeah, yeah. archery, so they used a shit ton of horses. But the entry fee was a hundred horses, and if you won, uh, you got or so if if she won, she kept your horses, and you went away the loser. And if you won, then you got her hand in marriage. Well, and a whole bunch of horses, and a whole bunch of horses. That, that was your the, unless you're the first guy, then you still have a hundred. So, the, uh, <laughs> so the story goes is by the end of this, she had ten thousand horses and not and no husband. That she whooped the ass of every suitor that tried to fight her, and uh, kept her, kept her horses. And I don't know if she ended up. I have to research and see if she actually ever did find a suitor or not, but. She, by the end of it or the story I, I heard what, I've tangled with a couple girls I think I whooped my ass <laughs> Keisha <laughs> I wouldn't fuck with her oh yeah see like like my wife she is a little five foot nothing little firecracker and I'm I outweigh her by a hundred pounds and I still wouldn't mess with her that's Keisha she's, she's me <laughs> Keisha's Keisha's every bit of five nine yeah and she's a Puerto Rican girl from Brooklyn New York <laughs> And uh, she grew up like a New York kid, you know. Yeah. Like, they're scrappy. Oh, yeah. She would kick my ass. <laughs> and I know it. it was fight dirty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I grew up around bears and shit. And they are, like, I can handle a bear. When she gets pissed off, yeah, I'm like, I can get the fuck out of here. I'm, I'm going go, I'm go, I'm to go to the shed and hang out. <laughs> exactly. I, mean, I think that's why she bought it was so she could just get rid of me. There you go. For a while. Hey, that, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. No, she, uh, she whooped my ass. <laughs> uh, well, guys, it's been uh, an entertaining evening. I learned a lot. I yeah. Hope you, I hope you did as well. Hope you guys liked our, our wedding traditions that we found on our, our wedding themed episode this week. The uh, trying to get back in the swing of things and. Yeah, yeah, we're we're gonna put more content out here in the next coming weeks. Yeah. We, uh, as he said, we took a, a few weeks off for my personal life. Yeah, and uh, I appreciate you guys hanging out, being fans. Uh, we'll try and get the wife on here now because she's sleeping in the room. <laughs> <laughs> but she she's gonna make a showing here in the next few weeks. Yeah, just to, just so you know, she exists. That'd be good. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. If you can. Uh, like and subscribe on YouTube. We got the we put the video out there. Uh, one thing we've we've had a lot of listeners. Uh, we haven't had a whole lot of comments on any of our videos or all yeah, that. man. That's yeah. We we need guidance. So uh, hook, hook us up. So if you follow us on TikTok, if you follow us on YouTube, or if you follow us on iTunes or or Spotify, leave a comment. Either leave suggestions. 
uh, for, for future episodes. If there's a subject you want us to cover, um, there's lots of stuff out there and any help with the research we can, uh, we can, or if you, uh, we, one thing that we would like to do is take the show on the road a little bit. And, uh, if you guys are brewers or, or bartenders or, or distillers, if, if you want us to come and hang out, we'll, we'll come out. Yeah, and, if you want uh, to tell your story, if you have an interesting yeah, story to tell, we're all about to getting to know people. That's yeah. that's our biggest thing. I'm I'm a social son of a bitch. Yeah, so it's the social butterfly of the group. I am. Yeah, <laughs> I, I float. I'm a, I'm a politician. I guess. Yeah, you're gonna be the mayor one of these days. <laughs> seems to be a good time for everybody. Yeah. No, I uh, I would love to come meet you guys. I'll bring along Trav. Yeah. He'll, he'll probably be quiet. <laughs> I'll sit back and observe. Tell you tell you some random but facts. He, but he he's the fat guy. Yeah, yeah for sure. Fact, not fact. (laughs) (laughs) A little bit of both. (laughs) Thank you guys for for listening and watching, and we appreciate it. And uh, on to the next. We'll see you next time. We appreciate it.